two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Hughes Eight. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Springtime, the only pretty ring time. Birds sing, hey ding, getting a ding. Springtime for Hitler uh, no. and Germany. I was going to like follow it up with like the song "Poisoning Pigeons in the Park" because oh, spring is here, a supper ring is here. Spring is here. Is like the theme that, that is, is the what theme, I'm getting here. That is the theme of the day. Spring is here. Finally, it's rainy and cold, but it's still spring. It's not that cold. Have you been outside today? It's like Have 40s. you been outside today? No. Okay. <laughs> I suspected as Last much. Last time I went outside was 1945. And the weather was lovely then because we didn't have global warming. We walked everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, Who are you? It's cold. Where am I? It's cold. I am, however, going to introduce myself because I'm Betsy. I'm Kate. And it's using Kate. So today's book uh, caused me to be shamed by my children today. Oh. Because I told them what book we were doing and they looked at me with horror in their sweet little eyes and, and said to me, you haven't done that book yet? How many episodes have you done? You've done wow. so many episodes and you haven't done that book yet? Mother. They said mother. Wow. Yeah, they are ashamed of me. I hope you grounded them forever. Oh, please. No, <laughs> they weren't wrong. No, no, no. It is true. This book is one that it now occurs to me may be this particular author's most famous book. I said it, people. Fight me on it. Are you ready to see the book? Okay. All right. Chrysanthemum. Chrysanthemum by Kevin Henkes. Yeah, sure. Uh, what what do you recall? Does this look familiar at all? Did this guy it's ring any nope. bells? Okay, remember, cast your mind back. It's been quite a while. Um, we did Lily's purple plastic purse. Do you remember that about the girl and she had the 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 little uh, purse and we opened it and made a little tune, a little jangly tune, and her 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 teacher was Mr. Stringer and he had like. Birkenstocks and colorful ties and oh, mustache. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. I don't remember what it was about. Okay. Well, when it came out, that was his most famous book. And that was what he was known for. And to this day, I believe it has been usurped, madam, usurped by this book, which, as far as I can tell, every single child in America has read this book at least once in school. Possibly twice. More likely three times. I just love that you gave me a book that is really hard to pronounce when you just put your retainers back in your mouth. That's part of the story. <laughs> really? Yes. The, the name's difficulty is key, oh. I would say. All right. So take this difficultly named book and read it. All right. Okay. Life is Skittles and life is fear. Okay. Uh, last time we did a Kevin Hankey's book, we did the background story on how Kevin Henke's became the artist that he is today. Uh, it's a fascinating story. I highly recommend you go back to the Lily's Purple Plastic Purse episode and listen to it. Instead today, let's talk about the creation of Chrysanthemum. 
Good luck finding anything, Poopsies. The best I could do, because there is no information out there that I could find, uh, was an interview conducted with Mr. Hankies about the book uh, with Judy Newman at Scholastic. So that would be for Scholastic Book Clubs then. I'll put the link in the show notes, but I have to warn you, it's a bit sparse. This is the most information I was absolutely able to gather about Chrysanthemum. Question from Judy Newman. Why did you write Chrysanthemum? Answer from Kevin Hankies. I think creativity is hard to explain. Sometimes I have no idea why a particular book pops into my head at the time that it does. Question. What would you tell a kid on the first day of school? Answer. I might say I was a shy kid, and I was kind of frightened about going to school, and that it turned out okay. And I would tell them how much I grew to love school, and how much I love teachers, and hopefully that would help them. Question. Can you describe Chrysanthemum in three words? Answer. One nice mouse. And we're back. Hello. Hello. I read a book. You read a book. About a mouse? Mouse. Mouse. Definitely mouse. Okay. Mice were his thing for a long time. Gotcha. Then they're not. It's a mouse named after a flower. Yes. Chris. Chris. Not delphinium. Chris. Chrysanthemum. I can't do that with a retainer. Okay. So you'll call her mum. How about that? (laughs) That sounds appropriate. Or Chris. Chris. That would also work out fine. I can do, I can do Chris. Okay, Chrissy. Yeah. Sure. So she's born. She sure is. <laughs> and, like you do. And her parents name, after, name her after a flower that means gold flower in Greek. Oh, does it now? It does. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's kind of a hairy flower. And she grows up. And she grows up to be like this super cool kid wearing like heart sunglasses no. and riding a tricycle with a cat on it okay I mean, that is that is the she's like the coolest cool kid like four-year-old oh yeah five-year-old i don't know how old she is but... i don't know she's young well she's starting kindergarten right so she's is coming she? up on coming up on five you think she's younger well no she's she's getting ready to go to school but mm. i think she's jumping straight into first grade if they're learning how to spell their names mm, i don't know about that they, they do some vague stuff their handwriting is certainly not kindergartenish i'll give you that because when they're spelling like you see them having with their names written down and it's like shockingly well done so do you remember when you had to spell your name because i did mine in the first grade yeah and it was Catherine, and it was crazy you had to long. do your full name full name yeah see i was only ever betsy so i had to do Meh. my full name and it took me twice as long as everyone else because their names were super short like yeah. sam <laughs> okay so you relate to this book a little bit all right i'm just, I'm just saying you two have something in common i mean my i mean there's that isn't... sequence with all the kids with short name and then it gets to her and it's just like yeah you got so she goes to school she's super excited for school and she's in a class with a bunch of kids named al don (laughs) eve (laughs) sam tom pat Mm -hmm. bill sue ken joe rita victoria oh there is victoria she has a bit more letters in there right and chris chrysanthemum you know what victoria people with long names shouldn't be throwing uh stones in glass houses i'm just saying 
Here's the thing, though. People, like, kids laughed at my name, too, because I went by Cat, mm-hmm. which is easy to make fun of. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much my just a platter. My middle mm. name was, like, the height of Mbop yeah. because it was Hanson. Hanson. Yeah. And then the last name, people would ask me if I was related to Jean Benet. So, oh, yes, right. You were at the exact wrong The exact time. wrong time. Because I completely skipped all that. So a part of me is kind of like... Kids bully. That's kind of what they do. <laughs> okay. I'm... Get over it, Chrysanthemum. Yeah. <laughs> Move on. I'm sorry, though. Victoria is just, she is just picking on this kid. Let's talk about Victoria. So Let's Vic- talk about Victoria. Victoria is the bully. Yeah. She, the with, bully. She's got two little cohorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minions. J- Joe and Rita. Yeah. Who and they all like to pick on her name, pick on her because of her name. Right. They're like, it's so long, it barely know. fits on your name tag. That's not her fault. That's the teacher's fault for not taking into consideration the space. Yeah, that is totally the teacher's <laughs> Starting fault. Starting with a big C. Like teachers never dealt with a long name before. She this is completely out of her wheelhouse. So th- throughout the day, she's you know feeling awful because she's getting picked on because yeah. of her name. Even during nap time, Victoria raises her hand and she's like. Her name is spelled with 13 letters. That's exactly half as many letters there are in the entire alphabet. Which is true and mildly amusing, but come on. I mean, she is going above and beyond the call of duty to make this girl feel bad. It disturbs me, though, that during nap time, some of the kids are sleeping like they're dead. (laughs) I think those are like dead insects. Yeah, you're right. With with their legs and the arms Maybe that's how mice sleep. Have you ever seen a sleeping mouse? Have you? No. I've seen a dead mouse. Yeah. Kind of look like that. (laughs) Oh. Also, this teacher has checked out. This is like, what, the first day of school? And this, if I'm a teacher on the first day of school, it's nap time, and one of the girls is like, hi, I'm drawing attention to myself to make this person feel bad. I'd be like, shut your mouth, Victoria. But instead, she's like, that's very nice, Victoria. Go back to sleep. Put your head down. Teacher's got to be watching her stories. So she comes, Chris comes home and she's super sad and her parents are trying to make her feel better. Like, oh no, your name's These beautiful. These are super involved and- parents, by the way. These parents got nothing better to do than both be at home for her the minute she comes home. But she's sad. It's very nice. It's very comforting. Well, I think he is a doctor because he has a lab coat on. Yeah. I'm not saying a doctor of anything. He's just a doctor. <laughs> just, so could be a scientist. He could maybe be, he works from home. Maybe he works on CRISPR from maybe. his lab at home. Right. Yes. And she and she's a stay-at-home mom. So Sure, maybe. Yeah. Or maybe she's got a delightful online eBay business where she sells uh, Birkenstocks. You never know. I don't know. They do like to wear slippers in this book. Love slippers. A lot of slippers. My my theory is that she likes to make slippers. So you know they try and make her feel better by giving her her favorite dinner and having playing her favorite game and she falls asleep. Wait, wait. Can I call out for a second? Oh, I'll the, get to it. Oh, oh, you're gonna call the yep, the yep, painting. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, all right. All right. All right. I yeah. So the painting is like a Picasso esque <laughs> mouse. Modern mouse art. A modern. Mouse, mouse, M A U S, like like Spiegelman. I don't know about that. <laughs> I do really like the art. Uh, yes, that they display in their dining room. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so she goes to sleep dreaming that her name is Jane, and she's very happy under a blanket of germs. Yep. Well, it looks like little kind of looks like little coronavirus. That's what I. It's exactly what I was thinking. I yeah. was like, honey, you got to ditch that blanket. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so she goes to school the next day, walking a little slower because she knows she's going to get picked on. Yeah. 
And, Fair point. And let's you know, every school has a Victoria. Oh yeah. You know? And this But it, schools these days have like major anti bullying campaigns, which I think is why this book is read in every single school around the country right now. Makes sense. Yeah. Because it's not all that preachy. It's it's pretty straightforward with the storytelling. It 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 doesn't preach as much. But come on, come on. Right. So she gets to school and again Victoria's like making fun of her dress because she even looks like a flower. And Rita's like, let's pick her. And Joe's like, let's smell her. Because <laughs> that's not weird. <laughs> and everybody looks at Joe and sort like, of blinks uh... and then goes on with what they were saying like she didn't say anything. <laughs> Every school has a Joe, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joe. So, right. So she feels... You're never going to be Victoria. She feels awful. And throughout the day, you know, Victoria's picking on her. Like, you know, again... She's during... an endless well of teasing. I mean, she just... I don't know where she even gets it from. Yeah, she's, during, she's just again, during, coming up with stuff. During nap time. Nap time is like the nap key time. time because she knows everyone's quiet. Yeah. And so that's when she can speak up because yeah. everyone's going to hear everyone's her. Everyone's going to hear her. She's right. attention-seeking. And you know, she's named after her grandmother. And maybe she's just jealous that she wished she had like a more creative name. That seems to be the implication near the end. That that might be some... Maybe she hated her grandmother. Maybe her oh, grandmother could be, was... Could be her... Like, well, you know what? If someone's that mean, something's going on with a home life. I don't know what it is, so... Yeah. Anyway, so she's like, oh, yeah, it's a flower. It lives in a garden with worms and other dirty things. And the teacher again's like, okay, thanks. Put yeah, your head down. Yeah, thanks. Put your head down. And, uh... I'm doing my Sudoku. And Victoria's like, ugh, I just can't believe your name. I know. Like, well, see, she ran out. She ran out of insult at that point. She's like, well, what's, uh, what's, I just can't believe it. it. There's nothing to believe. It's a fact. That's my name. The end. Period. Yeah. What, what's hard to believe? It, it's a. I don't and understand. God help you if she finds anything else about you. Because. So she goes home. Chrissy comes home, and her parents are like, you know, trying to make her feel better. They're like, oh, you're. They're just jealous and they're envious and begrudging and discontented and jaundiced. I love the jaundice. That's a that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Meanwhile, they pull, they she's, pull down she's probably that. like, "What does jaundice mean?" <laughs> <laughs> they're yellow. But while they're trying to make her feel better, the dad like is secretly reading. These Did you books. see the one he had? Yeah, previously. Yeah. yeah so yeah. he's reading. At one point, he's reading a book by any other name, Understanding Identity. And then another <laughs> book he's reading is called The Inner Mouse, Volume 1, Childhood Anxiety. I, I want to know what the other volumes are. Oh, like, yeah. How, what is Volume 2 like, called? Volume 2, The Cat Within Us. Oh, like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> I don't understand. I just love that his go-to is to get parenting books which is just so awesome and he's got a great stash you cannot oh, deny the oh, man like... the man's got a and great the pince-nez stash. Mm, loving it but he's always doing the side eye whenever he's reading oh, he's constantly books. doing it like like he's worried she's gonna see that he's reading up on her honey she can't read yet yeah. you're oh you're fine but anyway they try and make her feel better and that night she dreams she actually is a flower that's being picked up like her leaves and petals are being picked until she's just a stem and it's the worst nightmare of her life Oh. Anxiety. At which point I realized something. Was it? Was it? So in in the illustration, it's Victoria like hanging over her, like picking her mm-hmm. petals, right? But then I noticed Victoria's wearing gloves, and I checked the other pages. Victoria is always wearing gloves. Oh, that's peculiar. Why is Victoria wearing gloves? What? what is she trying to hide? I don't know. It's very peculiar. If I saw a kid wearing gloves in 
first grade or kindergarten or whatever. Well, right now we would think, oh, probably because of the oh, pandemic. Oh, yeah, probably because of COVID, actually. So, yeah, there you go. Maybe but, her parents are very derm-focused. I don't know. Or is she trying to be fancy, like Maybe. Victorian? Yeah, that's true. She is attention-seeking. It makes her different. Mm. Mm-hmm. So the next day, Chrissy goes to school and they meet Mrs. Twinkle, the mu- the super pregnant, so pregnant music teacher. I love that. Don't get too attached to her kids. She's going to be gone next week. <laughs> I and I want every pregnant woman in the world to wear what she's wearing oh because my God, yes. it's it's a purple sleeveless dress <laughs> with giant eyes on the belly, a nose and Pink lips. Big the, old lips. At the bottom of, like, near the seam. Yeah. With little music notes all around it. No, I like to think she made that on her own because, let's face it, why buy maternity clothes? You're just going to have to get rid of them later, and they're freaking expensive. I like to think she made all her maternity dresses, and they're amazing. She's amazing. Oh, my gosh. 500 points to anyone who can find a Halloween costume go. by a pregnant teacher Ooh. that is... Miss Twinkles. Can she be a music teacher, though? She has to be a pregnant music teacher. Maybe. Come on. I don't care. Whatever it is, she has to wear that purple dress. So they're doing this music class, and um, there's this musical. Sorry, musical. Musical. They end it with an E. Of course. It's fancy. All right. So then Victoria's cast as the fairy queen. Uh, Of course she is. And her little minions are cast as a butterfly princess and a pixie messenger. These are all really difficult to say with a retainer in. I'm just... (laughs) just, You you can out. (laughs) I'm struggling here. All right. I'm, I'm impressed. And then Chrissy is a daisy, which the girls love to just you know mm-hmm. beat to death with you know oh she's a daisy oh and mrs twinkle's like i'm gonna get in the middle of this thank you thank twinkle. you oh i'm sorry it's a teacher who actually notices when things like this are going on is that what we're seeing here mm-hmm. she's uh-huh. like what's so humorous and the girls are like oh, her name is so long and victoria's like i'm named after my grandmother yeah. <laughs> she's named after a flower and go, Mrs. Twinkle. Ms. She's Twinkle. like, my name's Long. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do you about got, it? You got a problem with that, Victoria? And uh, you and they, come after me. We learned that her name is Delphinium. Delphinium's a heck of a name. And she's like, you know, and I'm, I'm. If my um. baby's a girl, I'm gonna name my baby Chrysanthemum. Yep, Chrysanthemum. That's the one. Yep. yep. And 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 Chrissy feels so good. Yay. She feels. She's beaming, she's blushing, she's blooming, mm-hmm. she just feels amazing. Um, but let me just point out that on this particular day, she was wearing this outfit with eight different pockets, and she filled the pockets with things that make her, like, good good luck charms, yeah. right? Including a tail? Why did she put a tail? Is that in her pocket, or is that just her tail sticking out nope. from behind? her tail is the oh. long, straight one. She, there is a short, fuzzy tail stuffed into a pocket. What is so fuzzy and so small that a mouse could place it in its pocket? And and is, I'm disturbed. Is it alive? I don't... Is I, it not alive? And which is worse? I don't know. I'm disturbed. Interesting. There's just another tail. Oh, my. <laughs> Well, then. Anyway, so the girls, uh, Joe, Rita, and Victoria, after they learn about the music teacher's long first name, they're mm-hmm. like, hmm, 
Call me Marigold. Oh, I'm Carnation. And Victoria's like, call me. My name is Lily of the Valley. I'm like, you could just go with Lily. I mean, it's... no, it's not long enough. They want oh, the long, sorry. and they don't know enough flowers to know the long named flowers. You so, can't yeah. do Rose. You can't do Rose of Sharon. Could one of you be Rose of Sharon? That's a long one. And after that, you know, Chrissy thinks that her name is absolutely perfect. And then there's an coda. Epilogue. I love the coda. Right. There's an epilogue <laughs> yeah. where it's like. Oh, and by the way, uh, the only person that made a mistake during the musicale was Victoria, where she completely forgot her lines, and Chrissy was laughing the entire time. Oh my God, it's so vindictive. It is. It is the most vindictive, and and I love it and for that Mrs. reason. And Mrs. Twinkle named her baby Chrysanthemum. Chrysanthemum, yep. and yeah, I that that ending has always amused me because it's so unapologetically up yours, Victoria. Pretty much. <laughs> And all these kids' books today are so like, we should like get along with one another and we shouldn't laugh at our enemies right. and no, bring ourselves is, down to their level. Screw you, Victoria! Like, and Victoria totally mocked up. And, uh, and I laughed at her face on stage. Yep. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. So, um, this book came in at number 66 on the Top 100 Picture Books poll. I haven't mentioned that in a long time. Uh, that old poll, but I figured I'd pull that out today. Number 66, pretty good. I suspect, again, um, that if you ranked it against Lily's Purple Plastic Stick Purse today, it would be much higher. I just think more people are aware of it. And I think it would be more popular today than, say, 20 years ago when everyone was named Jennifer, Jessica, mm-hmm. Ashley. 20 and- years ago? Really? Back yeah. in 2000, all the babies were being named Jennifer? Oh my gosh. Oh wow. 30. Uh-huh. Keep ish. going. Keep going. Ish. Keep going. I said ish. <laughs> All right, we'll go with the ish. I'm going to lean heavily on I'm just on saying that it would probably there. be a more popular book now because mm. of how unique kids' names are. It's true. That's true. The, the... Though maybe it's like the Jessicas and the Jennifers that are getting made fun of because their names are not as popular now. In terms of awards, uh this puppy got, well, it got an inclusion on the ALA Notable Children's Book List. It was in the Hornbook Fanfare. It had a mention with the NCTE Notable Children's Trade Book in the Language Arts, but it didn't get any shiny stickers. So this is, book is a pretty good test case of how you cannot win a single shiny sticker to place on your cover, and yet you can remain well-known for a long time. Thanks, I would say, in large part to teachers. Mm-hmm. Teachers are the ones that have been keeping this thing going for so long. If you can get yourself into the hearts of teachers, you are, you've got it made. Made in the shade. Uh, there is a Weston Woods video of it. I will see if I can find it on YouTube. I suspect I won't be able to, or at least I won't be able to get the whole thing, but it is narrated by Meryl Streep. So if your library subscribes to BookFlix, you will be able to watch it that way. And Meryl Streep, I gotta say, does a heck of a good job. She does a very nice job with that book. Ratings time! Well, before we get to ratings, I just want to point out that Chrysanth... Chrysanthema! Gained the most popularity as a baby name in 2016 when its usage went up by 222.76%. During this year, 11 babies were named it, which was .0003 (laughs) of the baby girls born in the U.S. that year. Ironically, every single one of those babies had a teacher as a parent i'm just saying i'm just wondering what happened in 2016 yeah, what happened in 2016 it's not like this book wasn't around before then or really in 2015 maybe oh um, yeah that's a good point anyway i don't know 
I and maybe they all enjoyed chrysanthemum tea. Well, mm. I wish that this girl didn't feel like she needed someone else's approval mm-hmm. in order to feel confident. But I, I bet it's a good eh, teaching you're book. Young, I mean, you, you'll take what you can get. Right. I, I, it's it's probably a good teaching book for for kids in case kids are being bullied because of right. their name. Oh yeah. And I wonder if celebrities use this book for their kids because they're being named things like Psalm, Apple. Chicago, Moses, you know? Uh, This seems like as good a time as ever to recommend a book that came out last year that is on this very topic called Your Name is a Song. It was by Jamila Thompson's Bigelow. Uh, And it is a great book. It's about a girl who's just, her teacher cannot pronounce her name. Um, And she goes to school. And so her mom gives her like a pretty good pep talk on how great her name is. And then when she gets to school, she explains that, her name is awesome, so screw you, teacher. Shouldn't say it that way. Um, and then every kid in the class has a very different name. And at the back, it has a pronunciation guide for every name. Even if the name is Bob, they have a pronunciation guide and an explanation of where that name comes from. It's very cool. Interesting. So uh, highly recommend Your Name is a Song. It pairs very well with Chrysanthemum. Yeah, so I, I gave this a 6.5. That is a very good number. Um, I really do like this book, and I do think it stands out. I can't help but enjoy that ending. Uh, it's just, I don't think you could write a picture book today with that ending anymore. And so I really enjoy it. Um, I love his writing. I love his art. Uh, I like his mousies. And I like that Victoria gets what's coming to her. So I'm actually <laughs> as high as a 7.5. Okay, so it's yeah. definitely a classic. Definitely a classic. All right. Letters time. This comes from Stephanie, author of the upcoming picture book, Hello Star, and the middle grade novel, The League of Picky Eaters, out later this year. Uh, We often call her the third sister. So she writes, Dear Kate and Betsy, I am so glad you guys took a part and to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street. Aside, that's an atrociously long title in addition to it containing racist stereotypes. It actually put me in mind of another, and I thought, better book called Nothing Ever Happens on My Block. Published in 1966, the author-illustrator is Ellen Raskin, she of the Westing Game fame, and it's about a block on which nothing happens. According to the narrator, in actuality, everything is happening on this kid's block, and it's all going unnoticed by him. I was going to suggest it as a follow-up, but then I decided to reread it and found the racist line Indians on the Warpath in it. Ugh. So now I retract my recommendation, unless you want to use it as yet another example of a book that pointlessly sticks racism in where it just doesn't belong. I don't know if future printings, if there even were any, changed that line, and it's too bad if they didn't because it is actually a fun book for kids to pick out all the crazy stuff happening in the background. Maybe a better Ellen Raskin book for me to recommend is Franklin Stein, which has crazy goings on in a house and a character named Sarah Hairball. Stay safe and sane, Stephanie. (laughs) Okay. I just like anything that includes someone named Sarah Hairball. So there (laughs) we go. Grown-up things we like. Uh, You go first. Ooh, so the Oscar nominations came out, and they were not half bad. Usually when the Oscar nominations come out, I get super mad about either something that was included or something that wasn't included. And this year... There was not much I objected to, uh, the sole exception being that Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, um, the film that probably stayed with me the most this year, 
didn't get a Best Picture nod, and that is a crime because that movie is amazing. Uh, however, Viola Davis and Chadwick Boseman uh, both got Best Actress and Best Actor nods respectively, which is very good. And if they do not give it to Mr. Boseman, then they weren't watching films this year because his performance was amazing. Okay. So highly recommend it. If you haven't seen it, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. So my grown-up thing is, okay, so there's been a lot of Asian hate going on yes, lately. Yes, yeah. To combat that, I'm going to recommend two guys that you should follow. One of them is Nick Cho, otherwise known as, he calls himself, Your Korean Dad. And he does these short videos on Instagram and TikTok, and he's very sweet and very funny, and it's totally kid-friendly, and I highly recommend Your Korean Dad. Um, the other one that I recommend is Nigel Ng, the last name spelled N-G, otherwise known as Uncle Roger on YouTube. He's a Malaysian comedian based in the UK, but he went to Northwestern, by the oh, way. Oh, nice. Um, totally not kid-friendly. Okay. <laughs> um, but he does these videos criticizing chefs on how to make fried rice. Okay, I love that. Is and that all he talks about? Pretty much. Awesome. I mean, he, he does, he'll like, he'll, you know, he's a comedian. So he, he does like other things where he'll, you know, go into a coffee shop and like just ask people, like, why do you want this? Well, I don't understand. <laughs> you don't want, th-. you know, but no, it's mainly when he talks to, you know, he's, you know, all these chefs that you would see on the Food Network and he's like, what are you doing? Why would you put jam? What? <laughs> I'm, but he does it in a very like, but and he calls everyone his nieces and nephews. So, but he Aww. calls himself Uncle Roger. So go check him out. He's also very funny. Um, one kid friendly, one not, and so you uh, cover the whole gamut. Yeah, very nice. I I'm sorry, one of them is not a woman. I should have done like a male and a female. But oh, that these two guys too. are both funny. So okay. well, there you go. There's always next week. Yep. Yeah. Maybe next week I can do a good Asian American uh, classic children's book, one that isn't full of racist stereotypes. Because I think we've done probably more with racist stereotypes on this show than without, and yeah, we the should only probably one... try to alleviate that a little bit there. Yeah, the one that wasn't with stereotypes was that Lon Popo one. That was pretty good. Lon Popo was fantastic. Yeah, no, no, I need to, I need to bring in a. Well, I won't say. I'll make it a surprise. All right. All right. And until I manage to remember to do that, <laughs> I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse number 8 production. You can reach us at fusekate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse 8 Kate. That's Fuse number 8 Kate. Listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or Player FM. Or follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our sound design Drew is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird.